Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Mirror Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. I'm going to let you take take the lead on this one, Marcus. I'm not, yeah, when you say questions, I always want to say, and today's question, but I don't have a question. Yeah. No, today we're talking no code. So what's right. no code, Tyler? That's, that's the question. What's no code? No code is apps or technology that you can build without code. So, I mean, all the way back from like websites to now most everything's, you know, web-based, but right. you used to have to know code, some kind of scripting language, yeah, not, some kind of programming yeah, language. You used to have to like know, have a knowledge. Yeah, have yeah. a knowledge of how to write a scripting language, yeah. you know, like how, you know, uh, C++ or PHP or whatever the thing was, JavaScript. What did you the, write in? Because you're a web developer. What was yeah, your deal? It, like if there's an actual programmer listening to this, like I would be hesitant to say that I could <laughs> even write code, but I could hack my way through JavaScript and PHP, gotcha. which were kind of like the the basic, uh, those are like the fundamental kind of web, web languages. Gotcha. Um, but now almost everything's JavaScript, a lot okay. of that stuff. And and so... So that's different yeah. than from knowing code, K-N-O-W, to no code, which is a guy yeah. like me, who's mm-hmm. not a developer, yeah. who's not doesn't have a computer science background. Mm-hmm. I can connect applications. And I think that's really probably the gist of the talk today is talking about high level... Okay, what does it mean, no code? So we're kind of defining that. It means you can connect applications without being a developer. But then what's the, what are the use cases and what are some examples? Yeah, so like Zapier has been around for a long time. Yep. And that's not that's not technically classified as a no-code application. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. But it's a it's certainly part of that uh, ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, right. like um, – you know, and and there's really no point in trying to figure out who's in the, what's no code and what's not, yeah. other than just like like you said, that's the best that's the best way is this new technology that's available to yeah. people that would never have had access to it before. I mean, that's really the the big deal. Right. Is if you're a business owner and you're like, man, I'm not an IT guy, I'm not, I'm certainly not a coder. Like you've probably mentally excluded yourself from being able to build an app for yeah. your organization. Right. But I think I would look again. Yeah. Because for now sure. there are tools that you can literally do that in minutes. Yeah. You know, assuming it's what you need. Yeah. So, so one of the things, one of the ways I wanted to frame this discussion was giving you a couple statistics. So if you took 10 minutes, something takes you 10 minutes a day. So everybody here can think of something that they have to do every day in their business life, work mm-hmm. life, that takes 10 minutes a day. How long does that, how long does 10 minutes a day take you in a year if you work four, you know, five days a week and you work 48 weeks out of the year? I'm already lost on the math. Every time we do these math problems, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying so hard. All right, so, so just hard. set the so, 10 so minutes a day, All right, 10 five a days day, a week. That's 50. 48 weeks a year. So just saying you got vacation, 50 holiday. times 48. That's 2,400 minutes a year. Do you know how long 2,400 minutes a year in hours is? It's 40 hours a year. It's a work week. So I want to frame the discussion around no code, around efficiency gains, Uh which is where it should be framed. If something takes you 10 minutes every day, it's taking a week of your year. 
Like that is powerful. It's almost like the, when you tell people about compound interest mm, and you're yeah. like, hey, if you invested $100 at 8% right, at right. 20 years old and you're like, oh, you'd have $100,000. like, no, you'd have like 3 million bucks. Everyone's like, what? Yeah, yeah. That's what, that to me is when I started doing the stats. And then they realized they had this conversation at 48 <laughs> and they're like, God dang it. This is, this yeah, no, is, you've got yeah. to invest $8,500 yeah, a month. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the point is no code can save you boatloads of time get you make you way more efficient make you i would say a more highly leveraged professional mm-hmm. meaning you get more per input hour than most people sure and so let's kind of talk about some of the tools you and I are using i i jotted down a few i want to make sure mm-hmm. some of the ones we're using here and we'll we'll briefly go over them because by no means am I an expert in this. There are people on my team that are better at it. I know enough to get around. I guess enough to be dangerous, you'd say. But for the casual business owner, you can learn these tools. All right, I'm going to give you some. Airtable. Simply, if anybody's had experience with database management or access, Microsoft Access, a lot of people have had. Airtable is a cloud-based relational database. Okay. Mm -hmm. Make, which is the old, what used to be called Integromat. Make is a uh, again, uh, I'll put a put make and Zapier. You mentioned kind of the same category because yeah, yeah. they do the same thing differently. Um, well, let's stop there. Let's yeah, talk I want to make, s- uh, we'll, make and Zapier yeah, or Zapier. However, you I think it's Zapier because because okay. the triggers are called Zaps. Okay, yeah, they're not Zapes. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I pronounce it the French way, Zapier. Yeah, yeah. Aren't yeah. you Tyler there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you're familiar with Zapier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Zapier, yeah, um, that's like the low hanging fruit. Yeah, I think I'd if agree. you want to really like, you want to taste that low hanging fruit, just go on their website and then see what you can connect, but between the tools you're already using. Let me give you a little. Let me give a little clarity to that too. Yeah. we talk a lot here. I've given the example a lot of zero cloud based mm-hmm. app and Gusto. Zero and Gusto natively talk to each other because because the two softwares have agreed to send their information to each other through what's called an mm-hmm. API integration. Right. What we're doing in Zapier is we're connecting two applications that don't natively talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. That's a service they offer is sort of that bridge between two things. So like let's say for example you send a MailChimp newsletter every month, but you've got an old I don't know what the scenario would be. Like you're collecting email addresses. Um, Let's say you're connecting email addresses through a Google form. Yeah, through a Google form. That well, sends to a Google Sheet. Yeah, exactly. Then you could tie that to MailChimp to automatically update your MailChimp list. So let's walk, let's so, walk through yeah. that. So you would go create a zap that connects a Google Sheet or a Google Form result yep. to a MailChimp account. And you would basically, the UI, the interface of Zapier will basically walk you through that. So step one would be, you know, you pick the the Google form or the Google sheet. And then you would basically tie it to MailChimp. And there's a whole interface that makes it super easy to do that. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, just a little clarity there is what Zapier is using generally is what's called if, then, this, that. If, then, then, that logic. If, then... I always get it mixed yeah, up. Yeah. But basically, Zapier has a trigger. So you set up triggers. You One of mm-hmm. the triggers might be when a new row in a Google Sheet is created, so the trigger, mm-hmm. then do this. Mm-hmm. The this would be add that data point. And so you could then, because you would connect your Google Sheet to Zapier, you could say that particular column, which would be, in this case, the email address, mm-hmm. connect that. It may be a name. You might want a first and last name. That might be columns A and B and email addresses C maybe. Send that data 
as a new contact in MailChimp. Mm-hmm. Very simple example, very powerful. Who here has entered data before from yeah. two applications? Right. If it can be pushed, why not push it? Yeah, that's that's the low-hanging fruit. I would think that's a good question to ask is like, what am I manually entering yep. twice? Because um, if you're manually entering something twice, chances are you could be connecting a zap that yeah. would solve that problem, do it automatically for you. Um I mean, there's a ton of integrations now. That's amazing, man. Software. When you look at the list, yeah. If you, I would, I would encourage anybody just go on Zapier, Z A P I E R. Yeah. Go on their website and just go look at the applications it can connect. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So data connection and syncing is a big, a big part of what Zapier does. Alerts and, ah, pot, yeah. and things are another big thing that Zapier does. So like. You know, kind of like you were saying, if this, then that. Yeah, like, if this, then that. Yes. Yeah, if this, then that is is common programming logic. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, um, so you can create alerts. Like you could tie it to an email, to a text message. Yeah. They offer those services to where, you know, you can get special emails that have information. You can also do the thing the other way around where you can send emails to Zapier and it'll parse it oh, and then populate I it. Know. I, was, I was wondering if you were going to go email parsing. Yeah. Email parsing is huge because you can take sort of like not cryptic emails, but emails that are just not designed to be populating data but right. and it'll parse those emails with the specifics that you, you define and then it can populate other things you know, for you. Yeah, I've got a good example on email parsing. So one, we recently uh, got a new project management software that also doubles as our client portal. It's called Canopy. Canopy connects to Zapier, but not great. Like it is a few things it'll allow you to, but it's not, it's not really robust. So one of the things we did was we said, okay, in Canopy, clients are uploading information and we want to be notified better, mm-hmm. but we don't want to get a million emails. We don't want every time, because I mean, somebody might upload four documents. We don't want four emails, you know, that sort of thing. Right, right. So what we did was just a quick high level what we did. We created a new user in Canopy called Canopy at Mirror.group, which was an alias. We just set up an alias for our team at Mirror.group email address. We said, okay, every time, and we assigned that new user in Canopy to every client. And then we said, anytime, so then we set the notifications for that user to get emails anytime a file is uploaded. But we directed those emails into a folder in the team at mirror.group email address. And then we said, email parsing, anytime an email goes to that folder, grab these three data points, mm-hmm. which is the, with a parsing concept. Grab the client name, the date, and the name of the file. And then take that information and send it into our team Google chat, into a team workspace we've defined as Canopy Uploads. So now... We don't have to go into Canopy all the time and wonder, did so-and-so upload their documents? Yeah. We just have a running email, a running chat in our Google workspace called Canopy Uploads. Just check it. And you could turn the notifications off if you don't want to get dinged. So you could just every once in a while, you know, twice a day, maybe go check. It's like it's really been kind of cool. Like yeah. just a little simple thing. Like we were wondering, man, we're not we don't love how we're getting notified. And so that was just an easy one for us. Yeah. So those are I mean those are kind of how I've used it. Integramat or Make now yeah. is, I don't have a ton of experience with it other than it's just a little bit more sophisticated. Uh, yes. Like it's kind of the same concept. You can just get a little bit more complicated with your uh, your integrations. Right. Um, but yeah, it can really unlock some things, which 
especially if you're going to kind of go to the more advanced no code, yep. which no code tools generally build something that normally or in the past would require coding language to do. So like the first kind of no code tools that came on the scene and have been around for a while are like website builders. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you could maybe argue parts of WordPress are no code, or at least you can get it there to where somebody could build a lot without having to code. Right. Um, but Webflow is a really popular one for websites. But now applications can be built like mobile apps and yep. web apps can be built with no coding Yep. and um, they're getting better and better. And a lot of like Airtable is a big example of one that's kind of this database that allows you to build uh, interfaces that and are forms. applications on top of these sort of data collections that you, you create. Yeah. I mean, one way we're using Airtable right now is we do a monthly one-on-one -on -one meeting with all the staff and every, in Canopy, every week, every month they get an automated notification, like go fill out the form with just a couple data points. But then those data points get sucked into an Airtable, but then I'm not doing anything with it, but I ultimately could push that data somewhere because Airtable connects to things. Yeah. It connects to things natively, but also again, kind of the same concept. I could connect Zapier to it if I wanted to push the Airtable table data to a place that it didn't natively connect well think about this if you it, like a, a real popular thing to create for a larger organizations we talk about this all the time is like both uh, employee apps and client facing apps so like think if you had a client facing app that could tie in those points from the one-on-one -on -one meeting but could also um, could also be populated with like the status of some of the other projects you're working on for them. Right. Or maybe even documents that are tied to their teamwork account. So you as an, as a back office might have customer data in three or four places, but through Zapier or Zapier, you could sync all of that populate it automatically to an air table yep. that would be tied to their ID. And Correct. then, with relative ease, you could populate an app mm -hmm. that they could log into and see with a, an interface all of their data that's just tied right. back to Airtable. Yeah. And that now, you know what I mean, without what would really require a ton of, you know, coding and then also maintenance and updating, yep. like debugging and all of that, is now pretty accessible you know what I mean? Yeah. And now you, you've you got a, you know, potentially a, a customer date, a customer app yeah. that right. is, you've got all the things we talk about there. Information's, you know, super accessible. Yeah. And one of the reasons I like NoCo too is uh, kind of a use case we've worked on here is allowing people into their accounting software, but not allowing them into the accounting software. Mm. And what I mean by that is, so we'll, we'll, We'll position, say, a client's office manager or bookkeeper, not bookkeeper, but like an office manager with a Google Sheet. On the back end, we've tied that Google Sheet to zero. So again, through Zapier, we'll say something like this. If a new row is created in, Z in Google Sheets, push that data, and we'll tell it what specific data points, to zero in the form of a spend money transaction or an accounts payable bill. Well, what that does is that allows somebody to ease, I mean, how easy is it to train somebody to enter four to five, six data points in a Google Sheet? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we've done this before with somebody with a title. I think I mentioned this before, title attorney. There was uh, They were recording the bills they owed to a local clerk of court. 
but that bill wouldn't come from the clerk of court until the end of the month. And it was always hard to remember, like, hey, what bill? What are they billing us for? Well, we just mm-hmm. set up a uh, we set up a Google sheet and gave somebody on their team four data points, basically the date, the parish, the amount. I think was, I forget the fourth one, but that then pushed to a bill, and we would reconcile that bill every month and it would it was easy to reconcile you just click the 10 bills from say Lafayette Parish that should equal the one bill Lafayette Parish sent you what it did was it kept out the admin person from messing up bills in zero yeah. they just had to enter three data points which they were already doing in the spreadsheet anyway now we leveraged their data their data entry mm-hmm. to then push the data to zero so we're killing killing two birds with one stone yeah. and so i've seen that's an easy way we've done this with jot form where we, we, we give clients an access to a job form to, you know, again, four, five, six data points. And we know we're pushing those data points somewhere else. But we don't have to allow that person on your team who you don't want in the accounting mm-hmm. but has a but has a key piece of information that they get across their desk every day yeah. to put it somewhere in a how easy is a form. Mm-hmm. I mean, enter this, 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 and this. Yeah. And hit submit. Yeah. Yeah. So some ways we're seeing use out of it, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Google Forms, Job Forms. Yep. I mean, Airtable. I think Airtable, you can, yep. you can oh, build yeah. forms with that. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge use case, too, right there. Yeah. Um, man, I think of tracking stuff, too. Like, because you could take Airtable static. Like, think of the, the Domino's Pizza Tracker. Yep. You know what I mean? That, like, that's we've talked about that before, how, like, that just now is, like, people want to know what's going on. And, like, that used to be... That was a that was not accessible for every right. business to just like really I've got to like track they might be tracking the status, but to for the customer to understand the status of wherever their project or yeah. service is, product or service is, you know, um, well, yeah, would require I mean, email phone calls. Now you can gen you could as soon as it's updated on the project management software that could trigger an alert to to zap. Uh, uh, go to Zapier to Airtable or Google Sheets, and then from Google Sheets you can have the yep. app updated. You know, so it, it's a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, I would say you know, and and again, I kind of said this. I'm no expert in this stuff, honestly. But what I would say to do is, and what my experience has been, is just like you said, I think it was the best thing. Low hanging fruit. Grab a couple things that you know you do. Like I know that this email means I have to do such and such. Well, then try to connect your Gmail particularly that email, maybe you've said, okay, you've identified that email and filtered it down to a particular label in Gmail. That's a common thing. I know when I get an email from, you know, LUS, I need to make a utility bill in zero, maybe something like that. And then you just, you start tinkering with that Gmail connected now to uh, zero Mm -hmm. and just see what you can do. I think you'll be amazed quickly. Again, you're going to have to invest some time. So I led with 10 minutes a day, right. say what is a week a year. Now, look, you're going to have to invest some time, but I think that the key thing here is leverage. You're really leveraging down the road. In fact, in perpetuity, unless you don't use these tools anymore, like in perpetuity, how much time you can save when you automate something. Yeah. And I think, too, once you dive, in, dive into this world, you start seeing opportunities everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, it's like, they say about tattoos, like once you get one, you, you know, you, you, yeah. it's over, you get a ton of them. I think it's kind of like that with zaps, you know, yeah. like you, you'll do one and because you usually out of necessity, yeah. like you've encountered some issue that you need to sync up or something like that. And then you realize, whoa, okay, I could be doing a lot with this. 
And then once you get into the no-code world, another one that we didn't talk about too is Bubble. Yeah. Uh, Bubble.io. You could check that out. That's for mobile apps. There's a ton that, you know, you could really, uh, you could really just reimagine how your your employees or clients are getting information. Yeah, Glide's another one, and have no code. Mm-hmm. So you get in the, kind of in the app building world. You got Bubble, Glide, App Space is Google's version. App Sheet. App Sheet. Why do you yeah, say app? I think it Workspace. App Sheet. Yeah, yeah. And then um, one I came across the other day, which was cool, was to build your own client portals. Was Softer S O F T R. Mm-hmm. Haven't messed with that one yet. That one's that one's like really integrated with Airtable. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. big use case with Airtable. Um, God, I had a thought. We were think I was thinking through like so we're we're thinking of things that you do every day that you can automate. Mm-hmm. Um, also allowing people into data, but you don't want them in sensitive areas. Right. Another um, thing I was thinking of is when you want to do one to many type communication. So or like like I know in my business. There's things I got to communicate to large groups of people, and what used to take emails to everyone can be automated. So you might have triggers again in Airtable, such that, like you mentioned, there's a project when it moves to this state, email these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a quick, easy one. Like, hey, when I when I move something or change something, an email triggers, and it goes mm-hmm. to 10, 20, 30, 100 people. Yeah. Think of the if you were trying to tell people in mass update them on statuses or give them new information. That's all being done generally. If you're getting emails like that from a lot of people, it's being done by no code and triggering mm-hmm. uh, uh, events that happen that then trigger yeah, yeah. emails. So I'd be thinking of that as another use case of like, how could you also serve your clients better in professional services when you can trigger one to many communication mm-hmm. easier? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could even tie it to your email newsletter system. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, depending on what the information is and right. how, how much you could actually trust, Yeah, you know. Man, there's people also, I haven't even gotten into this, like we haven't talked about Notion, which is a, Notion's a, oh, that's like a, it's like it also too, you can get overwhelmed with all this stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I, you know, Notion's a basically a, what would you call Notion? A web hub kind for of. Like, like, it's just, it's like a data dump for everything in your brain. Mm-hmm. That then then connects like again because mm-hmm. it's a cloud based app you can connect it, um, so just I think just be you know try something learn it, get a little creative like you said it starts to become kind of like even people on my team here who they would admit are not super techie, they start to always think like well we do this all the time can we have mm-hmm. a zap for that like I've heard Stephanie yeah, yeah. on my team say that she would she would laugh she would go like I'm the least tech person but she's right. always saying surely there's a zap we can yeah. implement here. Well, I've been, we used to talk about this a lot at, when we were do, building websites with plugins and it's, it's only gotten more true, but like if you have a glass half full mentality about software, I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast before, just like that same attitude Stephanie had of like, there's gotta be something out here, right? Yeah. Now you can find it and it might be too expensive. It might, it yeah. might not be exactly what you need, but f- I'm rarely not able to find a solution for some kind of integration or some kind of software that allows me to, you know, save some time or, or connect things. Right. I mean, there's just software is unbelievable, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, play around, learn a few things, get some wins under your belt, you know? Yeah. I mean, even if you just had a email parsing, like like you mentioned earlier, texting. I mean, you can connect Twilio. 
just mm-hmm. a cloud-based texting app. Like mm-hmm. you could say every time this happens, send a text to my whole team or send a text mm-hmm. to my client base or send a test, send a text to these clients, this, mm-hmm. this group of people like, yeah. you know, and, and, and when you send it, send them this attachment. I guess you can, yeah, I guess you, you can text an attachment. Like, I don't know, just the possibilities start to become endless because these applications are all cloud. Yeah. And you can connect them. And Zapier really is kind of a brilliant thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I think that we should end it there. Just, I mean, with that kind of, that's the call to action. Go go play with it. Zapier is the low-hanging fruit. Good yep. place to start. Agreed. And, um, and you'll kind of dive into this whole world. Um it's, it's definitely one with a lot of opportunity. Yeah, you will go down some rabbit holes, my friend. <laughs> sure, yeah. You will learn. You will um, take some patience, use it, get to know it, understand yeah. the logic. Yeah. yeah, and you might mess some things up, but, you know. Hey, can't make an omelet out breaking a few eggs. Huh? <laughs> That's right. Well, as always, head on to mirror.group for the rest of the podcast. You can find him there, and you can certainly reach out to Marcus and his team there as well, mirror.group. Until next time. All right, guys. See you.